everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Life Simply Better. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and I help busy working moms find time for what matters most. And in today's episode, we will be talking about your highest contribution. I find that many busy working moms feel like they are spending their entire days uh, just keeping up with kids and family and work and don't have a lot of time left to spare. But I think a lot of us have this yearning to do something related to our greater purpose in the world. Maybe we think about having a second career at some point when we're a little bit older. Maybe we think about more volunteering that we'd like to do as our kids get older or possibly leave the house. But I, I just love that I think a lot of women are really motivated to contribute to the world at their highest level and to serve others. And in this episode, I'm going to share my thoughts about how to create your highest contribution in the world. What does that look like? And for me, everything right stems from our mindset. And this topic is no exception. So I'm really going to focus on not necessarily the action plan in terms of do these 10 things to create more good in the world, but I'm going to talk about six beliefs that I have adopted in my own life, which have really helped me to drop the fear around this that I've had and to show up in the world and contribute my best. So here goes. Let's talk about these beliefs. My first belief around this, around contributing my highest, is that what I have to say matters. This was not a natural or an intuitive belief for me. In fact, I found myself uh, for, for many times thinking that, you know, oh, well, someone else has already said it, or they've said it better, or someone else has already done this. Uh, but I really want you to think about the idea that what you have to contribute is unique, is something that only you can contribute or say or do in the exact way that you will do it, and that that matters, that what you have to say and do and serve with is exactly what someone else needs. And so the, this belief that what I have to say matters has been huge for me in motivating me to keep going with life simply better. Because as you know, <laughs> when you have sort of this idyllic image in your head of, you know, oh, I'm gonna volunteer, or I'm gonna do this new career and it's gonna be awesome and I'm gonna be filled with this sense of love and purpose all the time I'm doing it. When you actually get to it, that's not exactly what it looks like. That's about half of it. And the other half is hard and challenging and a struggle. And so having the belief that what you have to say matters and that the work that you're going to do is important is huge in giving you a foundation to keep going and keep trucking even when it isn't necessarily that easy. The next thing I believe is that what I most want to do will also be my highest contribution to the world. I love this. And for years, I, I really had a desire to give back and to serve and to do something that really mattered. And I would approach that by thinking, you know, what should I do? What should I do that would matter the most or would help the most people? 
And again, that word should is always like a little signal to me that maybe I'm not really thinking from a place of what I want to do. I'm just thinking about what I should do and what would be the best and what would a good person do and all of that. And so the belief that what I most want to do, what I most want to do just for myself will also be my highest contribution to the world really changed everything for me. It was such a game changer to think that my deepest desire would also be my greatest service in the world. And I really think this is true. And what I'm doing right now, recording the podcast, is literally what I most want to do. Like, this is it. It's not like I went through, okay, well, I could do a, you know, I could do a hunger charity or I could do a 5K or I could do this podcast. And I decided that, um, oh, I think the podcast would be the best. Obviously, I'm not saving any lives here by doing this. But you know what? It was what I wanted to do. And doing what you want to do is very sustainable. Again, when it does get harder, when it's challenging, when you're not sure if you can keep going or you have some doubt, if you're motivated from a place of genuine desire, you have much better chances that you will keep doing it. And I also think there's this just awesome synchronicity that your desire and that that seed of desire that you have and what you genuinely want to do, even if no one else wanted you to do it. I would still do this podcast even if no one listened. I would still record it. But the way it works out at the end of the day is that people do listen and people do care and need and want what you have to say. And I just think that's so cool. Like what a great coincidence that What I want to do is also what is going to help other people. I really believe that. The next one, kind of related to that, is speaking with my own true voice creates value for others. And so a lot of times, especially if we're used to being in people-pleasing mode, we are constantly trying to figure out what's the right thing to say. What should I say to make that other person happy? What should I say to make that other person feel good? And that's, that's one approach, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But when we're completely focused on trying to say something to basically control what the other person is thinking and feeling, we're not necessarily being at our most honest, right? If we're just tailoring our words to try to be, quote unquote, the right thing to say or to make the other person feel a certain way, we're not saying what we actually have on our mind. We're not speaking with our own true voice. And I didn't do that for a long time because I thought, well, but I, I want to make other people happy. But I've now adopted the belief that speaking with my own true voice, being honest, being open, saying what I really have to say is what creates value for others. Again, going back to this idea that what you have inside of you is what the world needs and that there is this great pairing and this great symbiosis with that is so powerful. And that maybe in the moment, maybe it doesn't make the other person their happiest, but maybe it is what they actually need to hear. And of course, we talked about, I think a couple episodes ago, episode 27, the unbusy working 
mom, we talked about the fact that you can't actually make someone else happy. Only the thoughts that they think can cause their happiness. But of course, we, we try to kind of say something to give them certain thoughts, to make them think something. And maybe that's not the best approach. Maybe you would actually be adding more value and more happiness to the world just by being honest. And this is very true in coaching. Um, it's interesting in coaching, our role as coaches is not necessarily to say what the client wants to hear. It's really to just help show them their own mind and help provide some objective perspective on the situation and test some of the beliefs that they may be clinging to that might not really be serving them. And so you can have a coaching session with a client where you're definitely, you know, the things um, that you're saying to them aren't necessarily what they want to hear. But I firmly believe, and, and I've seen just from watching that play out in coaching relationships, that that is often exactly what they need to hear. So even if it makes them uncomfortable, it might still be what they need to hear. So that speaking with my own true voice creates values for for others. The idea that by being yourself, being honest, actually is also going to be a gift to the world. The next one, we're on number four now. This one is taking more for myself doesn't leave anyone else with less. This has been a big one for me around money. (laughs) I have some beliefs around money that that I think a lot of us do that I've sort of had since childhood that the idea that you know making more money or sort of rising up in the world in your career or whatever the case may be is pushing other people down that basically you're taking a bigger slice of the pie and someone else gets less and so that has what that's led to what that belief has led to in my life is my sort of holding back, not wanting to be too big, not wanting to take too much, not wanting to show up too much because I almost feel like it's greedy. And I I really think that that was misguided on my part, um, the way I handled that. Because what I found to be the case in practice as I've gone along through my career and through this podcast and everything else is that the more I show up, actually the more value I can provide. The, the bigger I get, the more I show up as myself, the more I take for myself in the form of investing in myself, in my own education, in, in getting my own coaching, in my development, the more I take for myself, the more I have to give to others. Doesn't leave anyone with less. It actually gives me more that I can contribute to the world. So that one, that idea of taking more for myself, not leaving anyone else with less has been huge for me. The next one, number five, (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm reading my notes. This is not gonna make sense to anyone, but I will explain it. Um, The next one is that it's time to wear purple. And what that means There is a poem that I read actually when I was a pretty little girl called, When I Am an Old Woman, I Shall Wear Purple. And it's on the internet if you want to Google it and read it. But the basic gist of the the poem is that 
<laughs> once you're a little old lady, you can basically do whatever you want, right? She's like, I'm going to wear purple with this, you know, red hat that doesn't match at all. And I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to eat as much as I want, or I'm just going to eat bread and pickles for a week, or I'm going to run my cane along the railing. Like, basically, just like, I'm old. I don't care about anyone. <laughs> I don't care about what anyone else thinks anymore. I'm just going to do what I want. And that's symbolized by her wearing purple. And so I, for whatever reason, because literally, you guys, I read this poem when I was probably 10 years old, a very random poem for a 10-year-old to be reading. I think I was in the, the, my dad worked at a college. I think I was in the college bookstore with my mom just reading random books. And I read this poem. And it's always stuck with me. And I've always remembered that phrase and thought about the idea, I think when I read it as a 10-year-old girl, I was like, oh, okay, when I'm 80 years old, then I'll finally be able to do whatever I want. Because even as a 10-year-old girl, I was already people-pleasing. I was already overly concerned about everyone else's needs and what people thought of me and, and all that stuff that little girls and women think about. And so what I've decided just lately is that I'm not going to wait to be 80 to wear my purple. I'm just gonna wear it now. I'm gonna wear the purple dress and the red hat right now. And I'm just gonna stop caring what other people think and see what happens. Like what's the worst that could happen, really? And maybe something amazing will happen. And again, now how does this tie back to creating your highest contribution, which is what this podcast is about. How does doing whatever you want tie back to creating your highest contribution? Well, it's back to that idea that what you want to do and allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to be authentic and be yourself and drop that fear opens everything up, opens up that space for you to contribute, for you to stop being drained by the stress and the fear of trying to make everyone else happy and open up a wealth of energy for you to give back and show up as yourself. So I love this idea of wearing purple. But you know, now you've heard about the poem, so you know it doesn't actually mean wearing purple, it just means doing whatever you want. All right, last one is live like a billionaire. This one probably needs a little bit of explanation too. I love to think about, like, what would I be doing right now if I were a billionaire? And it's interesting because, you know, you might think if you just won a billion dollars, probably, you know, like the first couple weeks after I won a billion dollars, wherever I, <laughs> I don't even know where I would get a billion dollars, but let's just pretend, you know, the first couple weeks, I would, would probably be like, go on a nice vacation, totally relax, don't do anything, hang out with the family, whatever. But eventually, I'm not really the kind of person that would want to swing on a hammock for ever and ever and ever. I really like to work. I like to do things. I like to create things in the world. And so I love to think about what I would be doing if I had a billion dollars just as a way, again, as framing a way for me to access like what I really want in life and what matters most. Because if I had a billion dollars, I wouldn't need to work. I could 
you know, hire whatever kind of help and services and everything I needed, presumably. And you would be left with time to do what you genuinely wanted to do and, and really to serve in the way that you thought was the most powerful. And so I love this idea of just not waiting for the billion dollars because you know there's a lot of billionaires out there who aren't even happy, right? Like they have the billion dollars and it didn't even help that them that much. Um, I talked a few episodes ago about, um, although it's actually the same day, it's the same after, afternoon where I've recorded a few episodes in a row, but I talked about how I've had this great day today where I'm taking the day off, I woke up late, I got to see my kids, I got to love on them, I got to see my husband, I got to write, I got to record these podcasts which with all of you, which I just love. And this is literally what I would be doing. The exact same thing would be happening if I had a billion dollars. This is what I would choose to do with my day above anything else. And we think that we're hampered or constrained from doing that because we're not independently wealthy or because we don't live in a certain place or because our life doesn't look a certain way or because we have certain obligations. I want you to test that out. I think you will find that there is much more you can create in your life to to resemble the life you would have with a billion dollars than you realize. We cut opportunities off from ourselves just by assuming they're not possible before we even really explore them. And so I love the idea of just pretending that I have a billion dollars right now and just being like, what would I do today? Let me live the life of a billionaire today. It's so fun. And again, it does tie back to making your highest contribution. Not just because of what I've talked about before in terms of you know what you most want to do will also be how you can best serve, but there's another reason. Because <laughs> living from the perspective of having a life of luxury, living the life of a billionaire, is all about taking time and making investments in yourself. So living that life of luxury, so to speak, is going to top off your tank. It's going to give you the energy and the replenishment that you need to go and do your best work in the world. So that is what I will leave you with today. I will leave you with a billion dollars and musing about what that might look like for you. I hope all of you are doing well. Have a wonderful week. You can always find me on my website at lifesimplybetter.com. And otherwise, I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care.